0: Ignore what the world worships. The world's a huge stockpile of God wonders and God thoughts. Nothing and no one comes close to you. I start talking about you, telling what I know quickly run out of words. Neither number, numbers nor words account for you. Doing something for you, bringing something to you, that's not what you're after. Being religious, acting quiet, that's not what you're asking for. You've opened my ear so I can listen. So I answered, I'm coming. I read in your letter what you wrote about me, and I'm coming to the party. You're talking for me. That's when God's word entered my life, became part of my very being. I preached you to the whole congregation. I kept back nothing. God, we know that. I didn't keep the news of your ways a secret, didn't keep it to myself. I told it all, how dependable you are, how thorough. I didn't hold you back pieces of love and truth. For myself alone. I told it all. but the congregation know the whole story. Now, God, don't hold back on me. Don't hold back your passion, your truth, and love. Are all that you.
1: Reading from the New Testament is from 1 Corinthians 1 to 9, also from the message. I, Paul, have been called and sent by Jesus to the Messiah, according to God's plan, along with my friend Sosthenes. I send this letter to you and God's church at Corinth, believers cleaned up by Jesus and set apart for a God-filled life. I include my greeting all who call out to Jesus, wherever they live. He's our master, as well as ours. May all the gifts and benefits that come from, our, from God our Father and the Master Jesus Christ be yours. Every time I think of you, and I think of you often, I thank God for your lives of free and open access to God, given by Jesus. There's no end to what has happened to you. It's beyond speech beyond knowledge. This evidence of Christ has been clearly verified in your lives. Just think, you don't need a thing, you've got it all. All God's gifts are right in front of you as you wait expectantly for our Master Jesus to arrive on the scene for the finale. And not only that, but God himself is right alongside him to keep you steady and on track until things are all wrapped up by jesus god who got me started in this spiritual adventure shares with us the life of the son and our master jesus he will never give up on you never forget that for the word of god in the scripture for the word of god online
2: I don't. I do not want you to be dismayed when you see me walk up here with a clipboard and all these pieces of paper. You will get home in time to watch the football game. You will not have to change your lunch reservations, and you will all be fine. Um, I have this thing with my eyes that uh, that means I need very big font. I'm wearing Kleenex because Brenda Harrington isn't here today for me to borrow from her, which I do every Sunday. <laughs> um, several weeks ago, I was talking to Rita Williams and about the title of the sermon today and the courage to be vulnerable. And she looked me square in the eye and she goes, you sure have had a lot of practice at that one. <laughs> But today's sermon is not just about me it's about all of us in deuteronomy it is written be strong and courageous do not fear or be in dread of anything for it is the lord your god who goes with you he will not leave you or forsake you i want you to remember that verse as i go through the sermon today because you're going to see how it applies to all of us. When I was a little girl, we went to the First Baptist Church in Newport, Kentucky. No, not down by Louisville or Lexington, right across the Ohio River from Cincinnati, Ohio. And every year between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we would adopt families. And somebody in the church would buy them a new Christmas tree, and somebody would buy the lights. Somebody will buy presents for the family, and people will get together to make sure they had food for the season. Now, these were not members of our congregation. These were people who came knocking at the church's door. If that's not the courage to be vulnerable, I don't know what it is. To be vulnerable is, is to be capable of being wounded or hurt, and being open to a personal injury or or, um, some people would even think shame. I want you to think about the most vulnerable person you've ever thought of. Jesus Christ. He walked on this earth, vulnerable every step of the way. He walked all the way to the cross, allowing himself to be vulnerable. When I was diagnosed, I looked at it all in a different way. I didn't, I didn't look at it as I had a disease. I thought, well, this is what I've been given to deal with. And so I will. I was given 36 hours to get my life in order and get in the hospital and be keep chemo treatment. I didn't even think about the words courage, vulnerability, risk. I didn't even think about those words. The only thing I really thought about at the time was God. And the nurses. So I hadn't had the courage to be vulnerable yet. I knew mean, all I had to do was be strong and just be like I'm God. Last summer, I found this small plaque, and it also, the saying also ended up in one of my Mother's Day cards. It said, She believed she could, so she did. And I'm here to tell you that. The doctors and nurses will definitely take about 50 plus percent credit, you know, medicine and science, for the fact that I have this wonderful outcome that I do get to live um, But they also believe that a huge part of it was my will to live, because I had a lot to live for, and my faith. And some of these were people who were not faithful themselves, but they still believe that my faith had a lot to do with my healing. Society has taught us that being vulnerable is a weakness. But think about it. It's not a weakness. It's a strength. It is when you allow yourself to, you know, you've heard of the expression, just give it to God. Give it up. That's what it's all about. And remember the verse, God is mm-hmm. with us. He will not forsake us. He will not leave us. He is there all the time. Can you think of a time when you actually showed courage and you didn't feel vulnerable? I doubt that you did. It's ironic that we are raised to be strong and have courage. But we view vulnerability as a weakness. Remember, it is a strength. Because vulnerability and courage go hand in hand. But we let fear creep in. And what fear do, it takes us further away from God. Any thought of fear for anything, any part of your life, takes you further away from God. It was uh, something that came out of a women's retreat years ago and I have never forgotten that expression and I have found it to be true over and over again in life. When I was praying, I think that this was the first time for me, I think it was the first time I actually started praying for myself. I pray for you all. We have a prayer team. pray for my family, my friends. But I think this is the first time I literally prayed for me. And it wasn't that I was going to get well. It wasn't that I was going to, you know, overcome cute, my boy leukemia. Yeah, it's time for it. Um, it was all about strength. <clears throat> and allowing myself to have the courage to be vulnerable. And I'm here to tell you, if me, the consummate deacon, I'm the one who, you know, organizes all the things that takes care of you all, along with, you know, this great board of deacons. So why should I, you know, this this shouldn't be happening to me. I'm, you know, I'm strong and I'm, you know, courageous. And then I never thought about vulnerability. And then it started creeping up. God doesn't call each of us into a life of daring danger. Our motivation isn't conditional or relational. And I think what I'm about to say maybe the most important thing I'm going to say today. Vulnerability is not about what others can do to us. Which is what most of us think. Vulnerability is about what God can do in us. Just think about that first second. Right? We all think that, you know, you've got to have courage, so You don't hurt me, and you don't make fun of me, and you don't say this, and oh my God, my singing's terrible. What are they going to think? It's not about that. Bad. It's not about letting that go. It's about what God can do in you. And I've got a whole new relationship with God these days, so let me tell you. Um, It wasn't until I think I started working on this sermon that I actually started thinking about courage and vulnerability and, and in many cases for a lot of people the risk that you take. Because vulnerability and courage are necessary to take risks. Have you ever not taken a job in another state because it wasn't? Have you ever gone bungee jumping? Joined the choir? You know, do, you know, answer. Have you ever done any of those things, or not done any of those things because you didn't have the courage to allow yourself to be vulnerable and put yourself out there? You're never gonna know until you do. And there, were, and there are some of us who did not, who do not, and did not have a choice for what was happening to us. I mean, I truly believe that. We are all handed, uh, we're all given a hand of uh, cards to play. And it's how we play those cards and with whom that things um, become uh, so powerful in our lives. Can you allow yourself to be vulnerable and ask for the support that you need in your life? This church is full of people who give This church is full of givers. But have you ever come to Jenny, or myself, or any of the deacons, and said, this is going on in my life. I need some support from this church. How many of you don't raise your hand? I'm not going to ask you to do that. How many of you have thought, have had those thoughts then oh, maybe I'll go talk to Jenny And then you get scared. And oh, there's Barbara, well, I'll, I'll drag her. Oh, that's right. She's addicted to I'll go grab or her and whatever. But not done it because there was this fear of being judged. Maybe. By the way, we don't do that here. Um you just have to know that every time that you allow yourself to do that, that you are displaying courage. When I was diagnosed. First thing I did was tell Jenny and the deacons what I needed for my family, for myself. And I'm here to tell you if the consummate deacon, who was raised by a woman, who um if they had female no deacons in the fifties and sixties, she surely would have been one. But I can do it. So can everybody in this room and those who aren't here. And I didn't even realize I was doing that. I was just given this thing I had to deal with, and and just moving on. I want you to think about vulnerability on the flip side of things. Bernadine Brown, a well-known writer, author, and author speaker, says that vulnerability brings belonging, happiness, and love. Doesn't that sound good? Can't think of a better Way to start my day, finish my day, think about it in the middle of the day. Vulnerability brings happiness, belonging, and luck. I've been blessed in my life to always feel loved from the time I was a child um, to this moment. But I'm here to tell you the kind of love that my family and I felt when we needed the support from you all was something I had never felt in my life, ever. And I want you to think about, I mean, this is truly a win-win, because the person who receives gets that love, and the person who gives gets grace. Grace of God is just shining on it. And the love we receive, I mean, I thought I knew what my family and I needed, but then things just arrived or things were sent or things were said or whatever that I didn't even, wasn't even aware of that was something to support my family. All you need to do is let us know that you need that. I am here to tell you all about the relationships that were developed through being able to receive. And once I started thinking about it as we got went down the road on this journey of chemotherapy and in the hospital and out of the hospital and stem cell transplant and all of that, I uh, I became aware, Just starting to feel aware of the fact that I had allowed myself to be vulnerable. I hadn't put courage with it yet, but I was starting to feel that I was allowing vulnerability to come into my life. Um, Brene Brown, the woman I spoke of before, she speaks of that as well. So with with being able to receive is, like I said, nothing I've ever felt before. We're never happy 100% of the time, and if you are, please let me you know who you are. I want mean, to, you know, I'm a little bit of that. Um, but but if we don't, as, as this expression goes, stick our necks out a little bit, and allow ourselves to be vulnerable, we're not going to <coughs> be able to receive it, and the person who's offering it is not going to be able to have the grace. I have gone off script so many times, but that's going to have to be okay. <laughs> uh, being able to accept and receive the love and support that is there for you mutually exclusive. They're not. You can be a giver and a receiver at the same time. You know, one of the things I wanted to just check on for a minute, and you can raise your hand. If you you are a current deacon, would you raise your hand or stand up? How about stand up? And if you have ever been a deacon, stand up. If you have ever cooked a meal for someone, stand up. If you have ever driven somebody to the doctor's, to a doctor's appointment or to or to church or any place, stand up. Have you ever have you ever prayed for anyone? Have you ever been so generous in your heart that you donated something to the church that they really needed? Once you look around. This is who we are. This is who we are. I want you to remember that God is always going to be with you when you stick your neck out, when you put your hand up. Will you call Jenny, knock on her door, drag me after a service, or Julie or Lyle or any of us? In the pews. And I can find one. There are some cards that say care. You might have what support you need. Robert's holding one up. Thank you. And then there's another one for prayers. We have a whole prayer team, which I invite any and all of you to be part of. This is what we do, and this is how we do it. I want you to remember that having the courage to be vulnerable is a strength. And I do not want to hear unless you absolutely. Well, if somebody's not here today, maybe we'll get by with it a little bit. I don't want to hear, I'm fine, we're fine, we don't need anything. Oh, I'm fine, we're fine, my family are fine, and I know you're not. Don't make us come out, you know, knocking down your door and bringing you food. Um, As Rita Williams says, Said to me that week, the courage to be honorable. I know this one pretty well. Amen.